Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm bringing you guys a 12-team PPR mock draft. Actually, it's a best ball draft on drafters.com, but I call it a mock draft because on drafters.com, it's a best ball website that sponsors me. You can use code NOTORIOUS at checkout for a 50% deposit bonus. It's also going to be on your screen the whole entire video, but pretty much what best ball is is you just have the draft and you draft it and forget it, and your lineup sets itself. You can play in games with a variety of costs to the game, where I'm in a $1 game right here. So pretty much what it is is you draft your team, and then it automatically sets your lineup for you, and whoever is at the top, the top three places, or the top two places in some contests rank, and you get paid out for doing that. So pretty much it's like a mock draft where you have actual people trying, and if you win it, you get some money at the end of the NFL season. So in this mock draft, we are drafting from the 12th overall position out of 12. It is random on this website. It just puts us all in here together and gives us a random spot. So if you guys do end up wanting to draft with me, please use code Notorious on Drafters. Add me as a friend on there, NotoriousFNTSY. I'm going to be doing multiple slow drafts, eight-hour pick timers with my uh, subscribers, the people who watch these videos. So please make sure to do that. And if you are end up enjoying this video at any point, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. So without further ado, let's get right into the mock. So obviously the first pick of the draft is up, and this is probably going to be Christian McCaffrey. If I'm being completely honest with you, if it's not Christian McCaffrey, it's Saquon Barkley. And if it's not either of those two guys, I would utter you call, I would just call you fucking crazy because that just makes no sense to me. If you don't go CMC, you don't go Saquon, there's really no one else to go. This guy goes with Christian McCaffrey. Very typical for these drafts to see a guy like Christian McCaffrey go at the one slot in all drafts. I'd assume by the time the season actually starts, I'd say 90 to 95% of people are actually going to pick Christian McCaffrey. I don't think very many people are going to want to tilt the side of Saquon Barkley. Do the fact that we saw Chris McCaffrey go for a thousand and a thousand last year, a thousand rushing yards, a thousand receiving yards. So I don't think there's really too much to argue there with that. After that, we see Saquon, Ezekiel Elliott, and then Alvin Kamara. No surprise with Saquon coming off there at second. The third pick is normally not debated either. It's typically Ezekiel Elliott and then Alvin Kamara. So right now, we still have not seen a single wide receiver come off the board. I think that if the next wide receiver goes, it's going to end up being Michael Thomas. Now, I don't necessarily think that that's going to be the pick here, and it is not. It is Joseph Mixon. So my top five players are already off the board all in that order. Obviously, yesterday, as you guys are watching this, Derrick Henry got that paycheck. He got that $50 million for four years. So we should see Derrick Henry come off soon, though. But Michael Thomas will be the first wide receiver selected pretty much in every single draft. I think in really in no leagues will you see De- uh, Devontae Adams go ahead of him, even though some analysts actually have Devontae Adams ranked above Mr. Michael Thomas. After that, we see Derrick Henry. So a very open, and then Michael Thomas. So we've seen six running backs go and then one wide receiver. I think that's what's actually going to be happening in a lot of your drafts. No, Not many people are wanting to go wide receiver early because they realize that the wide receiver value in like the third, fourth, fifth round, the whole draft, there's a lot of wide receiver value, but the running back value really falls off after the first couple of rounds, maybe just two, three rounds in. You're kind of pissed off looking at the running back. So after Michael Thomas, we see Dalvin Cook come off the board. We still have no idea if Dalvin Cook is actually going to play. He's still doing that holdout maneuver. Will he play? Will he not? I'm pretty sure he will end up playing by the beginning of the season, but I'm not sure if if right now, 
if I was drafting for real, if I would end up picking Dalvin Cook. After that, we see Miles Sanders come off the board. A little early for Miles Sanders for me, mainly because I really feel like they're still going to bring in some running back to back up Miles Sanders. I know it has not happened yet, but it really would not surprise me if a guy like Devontae Freeman got signed there since the coach over there, Doug Peterson, loves that running back by committee. But it hasn't happened yet, so Miles Sanders is still a great pick and will probably be a top 15 running back even if another running back joins him. I just don't really love picking him at 9 when there's a lot of guys still on the board that I prefer to him completely. After that, we see, oh, this guy noticed me. He said, Notorious from YouTube. Yes, sir, that is me. If you guys recognize me, uh, make sure to leave a comment. I will make sure to talk to you during the uh, the uh, video. So, Miles Sanders, after that, was Devontae Adams. It's very cool when people notice me, to be honest with you. That, like, makes me smile. But Devontae Adams is uh, the next pick. So, two wide receivers off the board in the first 10 picks. After you see Michael Thomas, you'll probably see Devontae Adams. Towards here, towards the end, I wouldn't be surprised if we actually see People go for the running back zero strategy and go two wide receivers in a row. After we see Devontae Adams, we see Kenyon Drake. And now it is my pick, so I'm happily going to go running back here with my highest-ranked running back of them all, and that's Nick Chubb. But I'm honestly contemplating moving Josh Jacobs above him on my rankings. I like both of them a lot. But here I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs, even though I think Nick Chubb is still going to finish very high. I think that these are going to be two guys that are going to be getting a shit ton of touches on their team and could both honestly lead the NFL in uh, touches, touchdown, not touches, obviously, but like yards. He could be the yard rushing leader in the NFL. So I'm going to also get Nick Chubb. We're going to go ahead and snag both of them here. Two guys that get a shit ton of opportunity on the ground to run the ball. Obviously, neither of these guys are super big pass catching running backs because Nick Chubb obviously deals with the backup of uh, Mr. Kareem Hunt in the back behind him, who's going to be catching the balls. But at the same time, Nick Chubb still will get some work. Josh Jacobs obviously had limited pass catching work last season, but I think we see him actually catch more passes this season as Mike Mayock, his head coach. Coach, not Mike Mayock is not his head coach, the GM, and then the head coach is obviously Mr. John Gruden, the Gruden grinder, thinks that he should get some more pass-catching opportunities. So getting Josh Jacobs the ball in space is obviously going to be something the Raiders look to do. So we do go with Josh Jacobs and Nick Chubb here, not too shabby for me. The only other picks I would have been arguing there for myself in my head was actually Austin Eckler. So after I went with Nick Chubb, we see Tyree Kill come off the board, followed by Aaron Jones, Julio Jones, and Austin Eckler. Shout out to Doomsday. That man subscribes to me. I really love that. I appreciate everyone who subscribes and leave comments. I love talking to you guys in the comments. So after Austin Eckler is when we're probably, we've only seen one, two, three, four wide receivers come off the board. I think I wouldn't be surprised if in real leagues, we see actually less people go wide receivers. If only three wide receivers go within those first 17 picks of the draft, that wouldn't really surprise me. But like I said earlier, there's a lot of people who like to go with that zero running back early start. We're at the edge or the edge here where you kind of have that turn pick at like the 10, 11 or 12. You see guys typically maybe go with the two wide receiver strategy, attack guys like Devontae Adams and Julio Jones on the same team or Tyreek Hill and Julio Jones to really bolster their wide receivers on their team. I don't necessarily think that is the best strategy, but it is a strategy that people go for. I prefer to go with the big start of the two running backs, the robust running back strategy. Shout out to the fantasy counselor. So after we go with Austin Eckler, we see Travis Kelsey come up the board, followed by DeAndre Hopkins. Now, DeAndre Hopkins is a guy that I kind of moved up in my rankings. He's now my fifth ranked wide receiver, but I'm almost thinking about moving him down again. I'm just not too sure I know what's going to happen in Arizona if DeAndre Hopkins, sure, he's going to be the guy. But just how many fucking targets can he get? I don't know. I'm trying not to overthink it too much because I know who DeAndre Hopkins is. DeAndre Hopkins the guy who's literally doing scoring a zillion fantasy points with fucking Tom Savage as a quarterback, Deshaun Watson. He's at Brock Osweiler. He's had bums, and then he's had Deshaun Watson. And Kyler Murray's clearly a very good quarterback, so I shouldn't be too worried, but I do end up getting worried. Todd Gurley comes off the board, which is a terrible pick. Uh, Patrick Mahomes followed by Jonathan 
Taylor, a little early for Jonathan Taylor because I think CEH is actually buried down in here. If you type in his name, his name's Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's just buried on drafters for some reason. So I always like to move him up in my queue up higher because most people don't even realize he's there and you can snag him in the third round. If you guys are on this website, that's something you can actually do since most people don't notice it. Unless they already know, then they're going to go ahead and try and get him. Uh, we also see um, Pat Mahomes as well as George Kittle go so far in the draft. Pat Mahomes is typically a guy you're going to see go in the second or third round. Surprisingly, we see Pat Mahomes go over Lamar Jackson. Even though I have Pat Mahomes ranked above Lamar Jackson, that is just uh, most of the time Lamar goes above him. The big two tight ends, like I said, Kelsey and Kittle have came off the board in the second round. Clyde Edwards Hilaire followed by Lamar Jackson. So the big two quarterbacks also go on the second two, three round swing, which is pretty typical, like we like to see. Uh, CEH ends up going, like I said, he is buried on there, but some people do know it. And then Chris Godwin goes off the board after Lamar Jackson. So a pretty solid first two rounds of the draft. Pretty typical for what I believe you guys are going to be seeing in your actual drafts come August. Maybe besides Kenyon Drake going ahead of a guy like Josh Jacobs, but the hype for Kenyon fucking Drake is going to go through the roof because of how much his production was at the end of last season. I believe in Kenyon Drake. I just don't like him over a guy like Josh Jacobs. After we see Chris Godwin, we see Le'Veon Bell and Amari Cooper. Now, Le'Veon Bell is one of my favorite third or fourth round picks. Now, a lot of people aren't actually believing in Le'Veon Bell because last year he really did them dirty. He kind of fucked you guys with zero use of KY Jelly, zero use of lube. He just went straight in there dry. He didn't even bother spitting on it before he went in there. So that's what he did to us. But it's okay because just because he touched my no-no square doesn't mean I'll go back for for seconds because Le'Veon Bell... My God, he's the only reason why the Jets could even be scoring any single fucking points. The guy's going to get a zillion dump-offs. He's going to get work. And a lot of people are off of him due to the him kind of screwing them over last season. So I think that discount is really nice for Le'Veon Bell. And very happily will have him on my team as my running back two. Or even running back three in a game in a draft where I go three running backs in a row. Just like we see the Detroit Lions 20. Go Ezekiel Elliott, Jonathan Taylor, and then Le'Veon Bell. So after we see Le'Veon Bell, we see Amari Cooper, who's a pick that I fucking hate. Amari Cooper is one of those guys where he's hot and then he's cold. I don't really want my wide receiver one having games where he just goes off for me, and then the next week he just shits the bed, but it's not even due to the corner he's playing against. He'll play against a good corner, absolutely take a dookie straight on their chest, and then the next week he'll play against some garbage corner and get clamped down. After we see Amari Cooper, we see Leonard Fournette, who's a guy that's kind of moving up for me. I'm starting to kind of like Lenny Fournette a bit more, and then we see Adam Thielen, Allen Robinson, DJ Moore, and then Kenny Galladay, so we are three or two picks away from my double pick, so I'm not really sure who I'm I'm going to be looking at here probably another running back or a couple of wide receivers now this is a three wide receiver league but even in those I wouldn't even mind going three running backs in a row if I'm being completely honest with you so if you want to go with three running backs you got to make sure you have a flex though so that you can start that running back obviously there's not a flex on here but we're going to be looking to probably snag a wide receiver here I'd be very happy getting a guy like Mike Evans at this pick if there really isn't anyone else I probably would just go ahead and wait on the wide receiver position Cooper Cup is still available who's a guy that I also like here so I wouldn't mind getting Cooper Cup as well at the tight end position it just kind of dry since the big two tight ends came off the board but I wouldn't hate trying to go for Mark Andrews in the third round I'd actually like to see how my team turns out when I do it since I don't necessarily love drafting a tight end early I haven't minded actually looking at my team with Mark Andrews in the third round on there so if this guy doesn't go Mark Andrews he'll probably be one of my picks as well as probably Cooper Cup unless the running backs that are still available are pretty hot but they aren't looking super hot like I said guys after like the third fourth round I kind of want to try to make sure that I guarantee that I get 
my running backs early because it kind of dries out, and then I can go ahead and get some upside later. So we're going to go with tight end here. We're going to go ahead and select Mr. Mark Andrews. Even though I like getting Hayden Hurst super late in my drafts, I actually think it's not a terrible strategy to go for Mark Andrews early. And now we're going to go ahead and snag a wide receiver, and we're going to go ahead and draft Mr. Where'd he go? He fucking escaped from me. He ran away. You sneaky, sneaky bastard, Cooper Cup. I found your ass. So Cooper Cup, I have ranked as my 12th best wide receiver. I'm not super high on Cooper Cup because I do like his teammate, Robert Woods. I actually like them both a decent amount. I wouldn't argue if you had Robert Woods ranked above Cooper Cup. I think this LA Rams team is going to look much better than last season. We saw them really falter last season completely. I mean, until they ran that two tight end set after... Like they until they started going for the two tight end set, their fucking team looked atrocious. They couldn't score anything. And then Jared Goff started actually looking good. So if they start off the season using the two tight end set like I believe they will, I think we're to see Cooper Cup really tear it up this year. Just like we've seen him do it in the past, especially with Brandon Cooks gone, there's going to be more targets for Mr. Cooper Cup. After that, we see DeAndre Swift, which is pretty much a reach for me. I don't really want anything to do with him. I'd rather draft a guy like Montgomery or even David Johnson here at that pick. After that, we see Odell Beckham Jr. come off the board. If you guys know me, you know I fucking hate Odell Beckham Jr. I called for the guy to be a bust last year, and he was. I just think this team's going to be running the ball too much. For Odell to really see his upside, James Conner comes in the fourth round after that. Pretty good pick. I'm honestly kind of moving up on James Conner, even though the injury risks are very real. It's very real. So, like, if, you under, if you're drafting him as your running back one, you better just fucking go ahead and hide because he's not going to play all 16 games. You better bet your fucking life on that. But I do think when he plays and when he's healthy, the guy has 15-plus PPR points per game potential. So that's the kind of stuff that I like to have in my roster, especially if Big Ben can stay healthy. After that, we see scary Terry McLaurin a pick I love. Same with Calvin Ridley, two guys that I'm really looking for this year at wide receiver, followed by Chris Carson running back. I also don't mind. More of a safer pick in comparison to a guy like James Conner though really doesn't he does have the upside though because he was a top 12 running back last season and the Seattle Seahawks love to run 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 the ball unless they're on the one yard line against the New England Patriots so after that we see Robert Woods and then Melvin Gordon Melvin Gordon's a guy I'm kind of fading due to the fact that I'm not too sure if he's the true workhorse the true alpha running back on that team I actually think Philip Lindsay is a very good running back he was a Pro Bowl candidate his rookie season until he ended up getting hurt. He would have been in the Pro Bowl, but he ended up getting hurt week 16. Uh, two years ago, and he's just been a guy that has been really consistent his first two years in the NFL as an undrafted free agent. He really has that strong work ethic, and that does kind of scare me for Melvin Gordon, given that guy is going to be sniffing up his ass to try to get a lot of touches. After that, we see Keenan Allen and then A.J. Brown. After A.J. Brown, we see D.J. Chark, do-do-do-do-do-do, baby Chark come off the board. So D.J. Chark is also a guy I love to target in the fourth or fifth round. I really think that Gardner Minshew is going to have an excellent year in 2020. I'd be very surprised if, if D.J. Chark didn't play very well, especially with such an ass-cheeks defense that the Jacksonville Jaguars have. It's just a turnstile. They're just, there's like, you're, there's supposed to be 11 men on fucking defense. There's like four men on defense when you're playing up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. After that, we see Cameron Akers, Cam Akers of the L.A. Rams, rookie running back who I love. Very spicy pick of Cam Akers. That guy I think is going to be the workhorse back in L.A. We saw what a workhorse back could do in L.A. a couple of years ago with Todd Gurley when he was healthy. Keenan Allen is a guy, real quick, I want to talk about who is just no one's fucking talking about him because he's just the pick where you pick him and you just hope that Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert are any good. I think they he really relies on the quarterback play there. He was obviously fine with Phillip Rivers and he's a very talented wide receiver so I think he might be able to overcome some poor quarterback play but at the end of the day I want to make sure I get more of a safer pick that but he is kind of a safe pick so my opinion on him is that I think he's going to be just about okay I don't think they're super high like he's gonna be like a top 10 wide receiver but I wouldn't be surprised if he was just a top 20 guy playing solid every single week AJ Brown's a guy who I'm kind of I'm just unsure of to be honest with you I really think AJ Brown is a guy who could 
tear it up. His teammate, uh, Derrick Henry, obviously got the big old bag a couple of days, or yesterday, as you guys are watching this. And Derrick Henry went off the board at the sixth pick. So it seems like these uh, these Tennessee guys are getting a lot of hype, even though I think they're going to be very run-heavy. So after we see Cam Bakers, we see Decaf Metcalf, DK Metcalf, come off the board, followed by Devontae Parker. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. Devontae Parker is fool's fucking gold. Let me tell you that. Fool's gold. He has a great season down the stretch. Now what happens when Preston Williams comes back? And Preston Williams was the reason why Devontae Parker was shit at the beginning of the year because Preston Williams was tearing it up. What happens when Tua comes in? Maybe it's still Preston Williams season. So I'm just going to go ahead and avoid Devontae Parker in the fifth round. And I'm a Dolphins fan, so I watch a lot of their fucking tape. And by God, I think Devontae Parker is good, but Preston Williams just seems like an unreal talent. After that, we see Stefan Diggs, another guy who you just pick, and you're like, fuck it, I got Stefan Diggs on my team. You're not like, holy shit, I have Stefan Diggs. You're like, he's on my team. He's my wide receiver too. He's fine. But packaging him with Amari Cooper is, oh, that is so bad. You're drafting a super inconsistent guy in Amari Cooper, and you're drafting a guy that's safe. Why not just draft some crazy player? Why not just go for more upside? Because when Amari Cooper shits the bed in your lineup, Stefan Diggs is not going to help you win. After that, we see David Montgomery, my main man, Monty, getting a lot of hate this season. Due to the fact that he just blew his load straight over everyone's face. He, he was giving you guys the bukkake. He was, you were taking it in the face like your name was Lana Rhodes. It was so bad, but... It wasn't really that bad because he was drafted. Most people drafted him thinking he had top 12 potential just like I did, and he did not return that. But he was a rookie. Coming into this year, I think if uh, Big Dick Nick Foles, 9-inch Nick Foles, is the starter, I think we see a better season out of David Montgomery. After that, we see David Johnson, who's a guy that, but man, like David Johnson's also just like James Conner where you fucking pick him. And this guy could win you your league straight up, or he could break his leg week one and fuck you in the ass. It's just what you got to do. The Bill O'Brien traded, literally pretty much just traded him, got him for De- DeAndre Hopkins. So he's going to get work because everyone's going to call Bill O'Brien a butt-chin fucking dumbass if he doesn't give him the ball. So after that, we see Tyler Lockett, who's the guy who's really falling. We see uh, his teammate DK Metcalf go at 50. Lockett goes at 55. I like Lockett more than I like DK Metcalf, but obviously DK Metcalf has a shit ton of upside. Rojo, Ronald Jones coming in the fifth round a bit early for Ronald Jones, but I honestly don't hate it. We know we love Ronald Jones here on this channel. I really think he has a shit ton of upside. Just think it's a little early for him, but hey, you know, whatever floats your goddamn boat. So looking at the running backs right now, it is looking a bit scary due to the fact that I really have no idea what to do with Raheem Mostert. He's still not on a team, so I'm probably just going to go ahead and not draft him considering he wants a trade but right here this is running back hell this is what I like to call running back hell where you just fade all these guys you don't want anything to do with Devin Singletary because Zach Moss is going to take the touches so you just you got your two running backs this is typically not my strategy at all typically I'd have three running backs by now but we're trying new things here we're going to adapt and overcome the draft and we'll probably go ahead and snag Kareem Hunt after this and then probably not and then probably wait a bit more on running backs we got to get a wide receiver as well here guys still available we see Debo Samuel who ended up getting hurt uh, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to play at the beginning of the season, so that is kind of worrisome, so I'm not going to go ahead and attack him. Marky Mark Ingram comes after Ronald Jones, Cortland Sutton, Marky Mark Ingram, and then Kyler Murray, who I like. Kyler Murray a decent amount, but we're going to go ahead and snag one of my favorite wide receivers. Now, we're going to reach a bit. We're going to reach on up here and snag my boy, Tyler Yeah Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals. Tyler Boyd is a goddamn fucking beast. Two 1,000-yard seasons back-to-back Michael Jordan, 96-97. A guy who really tore it up last year, did it with Ryan Finley, did it with Andy Dalton, and now he's going to do it this season with smoking Joe Burrow. So now we're going to go ahead and snag our running back in Mr. Karate Kick, Kareem Hunt. Now, Kareem Hunt is a guy who 
People are going to be fading because they say, Oh my god, he's the running back two on Cleveland. I'm so scared, Nick. You already drafted Nick Chubb. Why are you going to go ahead and do that? It's because there's no one else available. If Nick Chubb goes down, Kareem Hunt's like a top 10 running back. If Nick Chubb doesn't go down, Kareem Hunt's a solid flex or running back two in certain situations. He might even be the wide receiver three on the Cleveland Browns. He's going to be seeing a shit ton of passes coming his way, and he's going to line up as a wide receiver. After that, we see J.K. Dobbins. This guy went with the double rookie running back strategy, which is going to doubly fuck him in the ass because I think as long as the guy in front of him doesn't get hurt, both these guys are going to screw you completely over. After that, we see Zach Ertz. We see Devin Singletary followed by Hollywood Brown and then Michael Gallup. Hollywood Brown's a guy with tremendous upside especially in the best ball format where you don't need to fucking fly him out there every week he's just gonna enter straight into your lineup and blow up because he's gonna have those big games this season Lamar Jackson is going to have to air the ball out more this season I truly believe that because last year we saw the Tennessee Titans create the blueprint they wrote it down for everyone to see that all you have to do is make Lamar Jackson pass and the guy kind of falters I mean I'm not saying Lamar Jackson's a bad quarterback because I think he is talented and he will be able to figure that out but we saw them uh, when they had to air it out they weren't really too productive so we see uh, Michael Galcom off the board followed by T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton's a guy that I'm also fading. He's in my do not draft wide receiver list. I think a lot of people are going to sip the Kool-Aid because I think of T.Y. Hilton from like 2016, but no, 2018-2019 riddled with injuries. I'm going to go ahead and put the stay away mark on a guy like T.Y. Hilton. After Will Fuller, we see A.J. Green come off the board. Two guys that are, I mean, if I'm being honest with you guys, don't draft A.J. Green either. I mean, the guy doesn't even fucking, he doesn't get his contract. He still hasn't signed his franchise tender. I just worry about AJ Green, man. I really don't see the upside in him. I prefer his teammate, Tyler. Yeah, boy, that guy's going to fucking tear it up. AJ Green's going to be faltering because the guy fucking gets hurt lacing up the cleats. Raheem comes off the board after that, followed by Jarvis Landry. So Raheem Mostert going in the sixth round. No idea where that motherfucker's going to go. No idea because he hasn't been traded yet. Will he go to Philly to ruin Miles Sanders' day? Will he stay in San Francisco? I have no idea. To me, Tevin Coleman is going to be moving up my board significantly and will probably be a guy drafting like the 10th round, 9th round of every single draft, as well as his teammate Jarek McKinnon is also moving up for me as well as guys that I'm like I'm looking to target in this draft. Hopefully that moved them up. If it didn't, it's because my computer is fucking stupid and I'll just have to go ahead and scroll and look for them later in the draft. So we still do not have a quarterback so far. Our team is Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, uh, Cooper Cup, Tyler Boyd, and Mark Andrews. So a very solid start. We typically like to wait on quarterback. Looking at the board, only three quarterbacks have came off the board through the sixth round. Typically... I would say in most at-home leagues where you're playing with your friends, your family, anyone pretty normal that's not a fucking fantasy football tryhard, they're going to draft a quarterback kind of early, but then you're going to be in other leagues with guys who are fucking sharps. They're fucking watching these videos. They're watching other people's videos. They're reading shit. They actually understand that you don't have to draft a quarterback in the first six rounds. Then in, then in those leagues, they'll fall completely far, kind of like how this is. So it's very league subjective where the quarterbacks actually go. Same thing goes with tight ends. You'll see leagues where tight ends come off the board. Like you'll see Kittle... Uh, Kelsey and then Andrews going like the second and third round and then you'll see the fourth fifth sixth round littered with other tight ends other leagues just like this one you only see a couple tight ends go after that we've only seen Ertz come off the board so there's definitely some real solid value here in the seventh round at tight end after Julian Edelman we see Darius Geis who's a god-awful pick Darius Geis also just like those other guys he definitely has the upside he is top 12 upside but he screams injury prone the guys played four fucking games in two years in the NFL stay away from me for that I'd much rather draft a guy like Antonio Gibson is back up later in the draft or even my boy Adrian Peterson.
After guys, we see a kind of quarterback run of Russell Wilson, then Dakota Prescott, who didn't end up getting his fucking money. They didn't end up paying him. They really fucked Dak over. His brother was really pissed off on Twitter, if you saw. He's like, this is why I wasn't a Cowboys fan. This is why I might not be a Cowboys fan a couple years, because you're going to let go of Dak Prescott. They really screwed him over there. After that, we see Damian Williams and Christian Kirk. Like I said, the run at quarterbacks. This is something that's going to happen in your draft. that happens with mainly the, the run at positions happens with quarterbacks and tight ends. Someone takes a quarterback, and then the next guy after him panics and then another guy panics and it's like a panic exception don't panic in your draft try not to hop on the runs but it does happen same thing goes with tight end someone will pick waller and then this next guy's gonna go holy shit draft evan ingram or something and probably just shit his pants after we see prescott we see damian williams christian kirk and then darren waller so we still don't have a quarterback though looking at the quarterbacks still available there's obviously gonna be tons of value deshaun watson thomas brady josh allen drew Brees, matt ryan all guys i really like to target we aren't gonna be able to get a stack on this team though because we didn't draft any wide receivers from any of those teams where i really like the quarterbacks but that's gonna be okay like that just right after that we see deshaun watson so maybe it wasn't necessarily a run because they didn't go right next to each other but i'm pretty sure those two picks at quarterback really influenced this guy's pick into sean watson after that we see latavius murray a reach on latavius murray but latavius murray you better believe if kareem hunt goes down latavius murray's gonna have multiple 30 point weeks just like we saw last year he's comparable of being the running back one the starting workhorse of the new orleans saints but obviously the fact that Alvin Kamara is in front of him is kind of going to screw him over. So after that, we see Marvin Jones, another wide receiver that I really like to target. This guy got Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, and I honestly don't hate that at all. I think both of those guys are going to have tremendous seasons. Obviously, Marvin Jones one of those guys where he's just penciled in to miss a couple of games, but at the end of the day, he's a solid sleeper. Not even a sleeper, I guess, if you're drafting him in the seventh round, but still a solid pick to go ahead and snag on your team. So right here, we're looking probably to get a wide receiver and maybe a running back as well. We are in the 7th and 8th round, so I will go ahead and try to look for my guy James White here, a guy who I think is really going to tear it up with Cam Newton at the quarterback position. We saw Christian McCaffrey a couple years ago really break out with uh, Cam Newton as the quarterback. He likes to dump the ball off, so I think we could see James White have an excellent season. So, obviously, after Marvin Jones, we see Anthony Miller come off the board. Anthony Miller's a guy that I've been touting. I guess he's rising, rising up the draft board, so that is a bit scary for me, considering he was a guy that I really like to target later in the draft around the 10th or 11th round considering I see a lot of upside there, especially if Nine Inch Nick Foles is the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears. So we're one pick away. Hopefully this motherfucker does not stay James White away from me. If not, we're probably just going to go ahead and draft Philip Lindsay, a guy who I understand is behind Melvin Gordon, but I see tons of upside for him, but he didn't end up going. We see Evan Ingram come off the board, easy e Ingram, so we're going to go ahead and select James White. Now, Evan Ingram's a guy who's kind of injury-prone, kind of always gets hurt. He is definitely a solid pick in best ball, though, because you can get another tight end with him, and then Evan Ingram will put up some some of those weeks where he really helps you win your week. So now we're going to go ahead and draft another wide receiver. Looking at the board, there's tons of players here that I actually like. We see John Brown, who's a guy who I think is going to be very safe for the Buffalo Bills. Jerry Judy, more of an upside pick. Mike Williams, super upside pick that I like a lot later. Darius Slayton. What round are we in? We're in the we're in the eighth round, so it is a bit early for some of these guys that I actually really like. So we're gonna go ahead and draft a guy kind of at his ADP right here in this round. Go ahead and snag Brandon Cooks, a guy who I'm I'm not really necessarily buying completely into, but as my wide receiver three, I would not mind drafting him at all. He's a guy with a shit ton of upside. Obviously, we've seen Brandon Cooks really have productive years in New Orleans, in New England, and in the LA Rams uniform. So I think we could see Brandon Cooks have quite the year in Houston, especially with DeAndre Hopkins gone. It really seems like it could be either Will Fuller or Brandon Cooks having a shit ton of good games or if just being an on and off one game it's Cooks the next game it's Fuller and you're blowing your brains out but at the end of the day 
This is best ball, so we don't even have to worry about that. It auto puts it in there. If you guys want to join me, like I said at the beginning of the video on drafters, it is on the screen the whole time. Use code Notorious at checkout for a 50% deposit bonus. Get that cash and add me as a friend, and we're going to go ahead and play and have some great times together. This is a 20-round draft, so it's going to get a bit long, so probably around the 10th round, we're probably going to go ahead and pause between every pick so you guys can go ahead and fully uh, not just listen to me ramble ramble on and on and on about some random shit. So after Brandon Cooks, we see Mr. Carson Wentz come off the board. Kind of a reach to me ahead of guys like Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, and Breeze. I mean, that's just such a reach for me, to be honest with you. Uh, we also see my boy Hayden Hurst come off the board. Huge applause for that. Hayden Hurst is rising rising, rising, like my cock in the morning up these draft boards because the guy is just so talented. And he's in a great situation in Atlanta where it's just going to be fucking target, 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 target every single game. After that, we see Deontay Johnson, Darius Slayton, Madeline Mack, Josh Allen, Matty Snapback. Snapback ahead of fucking Tom Brady. Man, these people are wiling out on this mock draft or on this best ball draft, but I don't even hate it. I like guys when they go ahead and reach for people because it makes the value even better for me when I can get Mr. TB12. So let's look at the amount of quarterbacks off the board. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. This guy has two quarterbacks and very ambitious. Nine quarterbacks off the board, but only eight teams have quarterback. It's around the ninth, 10th, or 11th round really where I look to snag my quarterback. Typically where I like to snag my tight end as well in Hayden Hurst. But obviously, we already took Mark Andrews, so I didn't feel the need to get his former teammate, Hayden Hurst. After Matthew Stafford, we see Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard's going to be a guy. He's in a thou- he's been in a thousand yard rusher in the NFL. We've seen him be productive in Chicago, Chicago. But I think Jordan Howard is going to be pretty solid in Miami. Obviously, not the greatest offensive line in the NFL, but I think they're a very underrated team going into the year. And I'm not even saying that as a Miami Dolphins fan because Madden has them rated as the 32nd best overall in the NFL. How in the actual titty fuck? Is that even possible? So after that, we see Jonathan Brown come off the board. Jonathan Brown, a very safe pick later in the draft that I actually like a decent amount. So we got a decent amount of time before our next pick. We got 13 picks away. But we're likely going to go ahead and try to snag one of these quarterbacks. A guy like Thomas Brady, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan. Those are the big three targets there. Aaron Rodgers, I'm kind of fading because I really think they're going to be kind of run heavy yet again. And Aaron Rodgers is just not going to be able to air out the pigskin as much as he usually was. He finished pretty high last season, but that was due to a weighted by some really good games, it really elevated his score, but he had a lot of shit games, so he, at the end of the day, he was not a very consistent quarterback at all, really shit the bet a bunch of games. After that, we see, after me, Cole Hardman, we see Jameson Crowder. Jameson Crowder's a guy who I'm kind of fading as a Jet. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, I'd rather just take one of the other wide receivers later, or take a shot on Mims, take a shot on Brashad Perryman, instead of just drafting Jameson Crowder due to his extreme volume last season. After that, we see Emmanuel Sanders, who's another guy who I'm kind of just really not on at all. He's probably a safer pick for the Saints, the guy who'll be fine but we all know the plan for the team is Drew Brees drops it back either hands it to to, uh, Alvin Kamara he throws it to Michael Thomas or he throws to Alvin Kamara no one else is really in Drew Brees' plan there or Sean Payton's plan really there except for probably uh, doing some dirty things on defense you know what I'm saying hashtag bounty gate so now we are waiting 10 more picks until our selection. So like I said, we're probably going to be looking for quarterbacks. Running backs still available are probably still just okay. Philip Lindsay still available. Same with Sony Michelle, guys that I kind of target. Alexander Madison still available. So we shall see if the guy who drafted uh, Dalvin Cook Doomsday, the guy who watches my videos, reaches into the ninth round to get Madison to assure he has that team. Because I believe personally, if you draft Dalvin Cook, you need to get Alexander Madison because Dalvin Cook's injury prone and now he's fucking holding out. So now you're du- he's double fucking you. Especially if he ends up getting hurt. 
after Matt Burita, we see C.D. Lamb call out the board, followed by Tyler Higby, Mike Kosicki, Debo Samuel, Carryon Johnson, Matt Ryan, Keyshawn Vaughn, and Tom Brady. So we need to pray to the fantasy football gods that Drew Brees can fall our way because otherwise we're going to have to go ahead and just target some other guys later. And he ends up falling to us. I really like that. I feel like there's definitely a fall off after Drew Brees. Gronk went right after Tom Brady. The two teammates obviously high five in there. I'm being picked next to each other, even though it's not fucking possible. So now we're going to go ahead and probably snag another running back or a wide receiver. The wide receivers are just going to keep falling, the guys I actually don't mind. In like the 11th round, so I'm going to go ahead and snag a running back that I really like which would typically have been Sony Michelle, but I'm actually going to go ahead and go for Philip Lindsay since I already have James White. I, I'm just not too sure I want to have two handcuffs on my team like Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and then go James White and Sony Michelle. Sure, I lock up two backfields, but I feel like that kind of limits my upside. So I'm going to go ahead and snag Philip Lindsay here, who I think could obviously get a shit ton of touches in Denver like I talked about earlier when we were talking about Melvin Gordon. So right now we're 10 rounds deep. There's still 10 rounds to go. In a best ball league, you need to make sure you draft multiple quarterbacks because if Drew Brees was to go down you need another guy obviously to fill in for his place and then if that guy went down you probably need to be drafting like three or four quarterbacks I typically draft like two or three tight ends as well I really like to load up on running backs and wide receivers typically want more wide receivers though in this kind of a league because you have to start three uh, obviously on his best ball but in a real type of league where most leagues are one quarterback two running backs two wide receivers and a tight end and a flex I like to go ahead and draft more running backs than wide receivers because I believe that later when you're going on the waiver wire to pick guys up, it's much easier to pick up a wide receiver, like literally a stud wide receiver off the waiver wire, week two, week three to, flow, to throw in your flex. You're able to pick guys up like Hollywood Brown, who had great games. Guys like Preston Williams, up off the waiver wire. Same with John Brown, who finished inside the top 20 at the wide receivers. That maybe he was wide receiver 21, so I might have kind of capped a little bit there. Just off the fucking waiver wire. So why are you drafting these wide receivers super early and then why are you kind of overloading your bench with wide receivers I just don't believe you have to in kind of a redraft type of normal situation after Hunter Henry we see Sammy Watkins caught the board followed by Tevin Coleman like I said Tevin Coleman's going to be a great target a guy that a lot of people are going to be looking for in their drafts this year due to the fact that we really have no idea where Raheem Mostert's going to go until Raheem Mostert leaves I'm going to be drafting Tevin Coleman in a lot of spots same thing goes with Jarek McKinnon who I think I might be able to even snag in the 11th round who would be a nice solid upside pick even though I think we kind I need to start snagging some wide receivers. There's still a lot of guys with some definite upside. Preston Williams, a guy I talked about earlier who I really liked. Kenny Stills ended up getting arrested yesterday, so that's not looking very good for his value. And speaking of the devil, I say fucking Preston Williams' name, and that motherfucker gets picked. So after Tevin Coleman, we see Mike Williams and Preston Williams. Williams, bike to bike. Michael Jordan, 96-97 right there in the draft. Now we got 15 picks to our pick, and we're likely going to be going wide receiver with our next pick, if not our next two picks. After we were talking about the double Williams picks, Jerry Judy came off the board, followed by Jared Cook, Zach Moss, Sony Michelle, and Golden Tate. Zach Moss is a guy that I really like. I definitely prefer Sony Michelle over him, though, due to the fact that I think that Sony Michelle just has more upside. But I think if Devin Skilter was to go down, by God, we'd see a strong, strong season out of Zach Moss. I actually think that Zach Moss has potential to be a 55 45 split with Devin Skilter. Obviously, Devin Skilter would be the 55 percent uh, split over Zach Moss because Zach Moss is the rookie but it could eventually become the opposite because Zach Moss is clearly talented and they had to draft the running back because maybe they don't believe in Devin Singletary as much as we thought they did so after we see Zach Moss and Sony Michelle we see Golden Tate followed by Jalen Rager so two NFC East wide receivers come off the board back to back Jalen Rager is definitely a high uh, high upside wide receiver Deshaun Jackson looks like he's going to stay on the team after he made those efforts to try to fix what he said so not as much upside anymore obviously if Deshaun Jackson did end up getting cut though Jalen Rager would have been a boss Golden Tate's a guy that's getting very under 
overlooked. Probably just a solid wide receiver option there in New York. Not a guy that I'm loving to get, but a guy that's pretty safe. After that, we see Robbie Anderson, a guy who's fucking, I don't understand drafting anyone in Carolina besides Christian McCaffrey and drafting... uh, after Anderson, we see Alexander Madison. So the guy that drafted Dalvin Cook did not end up getting his handcuffed in Alexander Madison. If I drafted Cook, I'd reach up around the ninth round to get Madison to make sure I have that insurance. After that, we see Cam Newton coming off the board, looking like he's going to be around an 11th round pick, going ahead of a guy like Aaron Rodgers, kind of surprising. After that, we see Duke Johnson, Darrell Henderson, Tony Pollard, Aaron Rodgers, and then Antonio Gibson. So it's really handcuffed season for the running backs around the 11th and 12th round. So now we're probably going to be looking for some more wide receivers. Like I said, Justin Jefferson just came off the board so we're gonna be going for some picks here that I think definitely have some high upside so the upside guy I wanted to go ahead and snag down here is Mr. Nikhil Harry of the uh, New England Patriots. I think he's going to have a shit ton of upside here this year with Cam Newton. I think the offense is going to look very, very good. So now we're going to have to want to snag another wide receiver, but I know you kind of have to scroll down here to really find the guys that are sneaky, sneaky down here. So we're going to go with another guy who I don't, this guy I actually don't like as much as Nikhil Harry, but I see him as more of a deep sleeper, but we're going to have to draft him in the 12th round because I kind of want to get him. And that is Alan Lazard. Well, I don't believe that the team is going to be super pass heavy. I think Alan Lazard will have his games in very good situations like there's gonna be good matchups for Alan Lazard to dominate and if Devontae Park or Devontae Adams was to go down I think we see Alan Lazard really tear it up in those games and I think that last year MVS and Geronimo Allison just got so overhyped that that's kind of why I felt like they really fucked us but Alan Lazard in the 12th round definitely some real solid value whereas guys like Geronimo Allison and Alan Lazard not uh, Geronimo Allison and MVS really skyrocketed up the board but we might see that with Alan Lazard after that we see TJ Hawkinson and Danny Dimes two good picks in a row Danny Dimes does have a very, very bad first couple game schedule. I'm not sure if I can pull it up on here. I cannot, but let me just tell you, it's not very good the first couple of games, but he will after that. He's more of like a waiver wire candidate, I'm starting to think now, for me, even though I think he will be good after those first couple of games. That's why I kind of don't want to draft him, unless I'm drafting two quarterbacks. After that, we see a tight end run of Austin Hooper, Janu Smith, and Noah Fant. So I don't have a second tight end. I might want to think about snagging one here, because in case Mark Andrews gets knocked down, I'm kind of going to be fucked, though. In most leagues, I only draft one tight end, but this is obviously a best ball league where I kind of need a second one. After that, we see the speedster Henry Ruggs come off the board, followed by Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds, obviously a very, very good handcuff in fantasy football to obviously follow Mr. Kenyon Drake if Kenyon Drake was to go down. Henry Ruggs, obviously a speedster, and speed kills. Obviously, we've seen Tyreek Hill absolutely slaughter the the Vegas Raiders, and now Henry Ruggs is going to give him a little bit of his own medicine uh, in John Gruden drafting Henry Ruggs. After that, we see Dallas Godard, a great tight end, top 10 tight end for me. His his output has really been, and his snap count has really been going up, and Ertz's has been creeping down over the last two years. So I think we see Dallas Godard maybe just take over maybe towards the end of this year or maybe even next year. After Dallas Godert, we see Jack Doyle come off the board, followed by Boston Scott, Blake Jarwin, Ian Thomas, then Baker, Joe Burrow, and Big Ben. So we're going to really have to start thinking about drafting our second quarterback soon before it really falls off the edge. Guys still available, Ryan Tannehill, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Tua Gardner Minshew is a guy I really like, and he's really deep down there, even though I think he has top 10 potential on any given week, maybe even top five on some certain matchups. So getting him here in the 13th round would obviously be pretty solid. In two quarterback leagues, I'd love to get him as my quarterback too, especially at this extremely low value. Or not low, not low value, but more of like a low perception on his value. A lot of people aren't really talking too much about him. After that, we see Anthony McFarlane and then A.J. Brown. Jared Goff also went in that time as well as Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown comes off the board. So will Antonio Brown play this year? Leave it down below in the comments if you believe Antonio Brown will actually get a single snap on offense this season. So here's where we snag Jarek McKinnon because no one's even fucking thinking about it. Unless he already got picked because I'm a dumbass. Let's see. 
Oh, my internet is dick. Uh, McKinnon. He has not went yet, so this is where we snag him here in the 13th round. And maybe he just becomes the starter, so we're going to go ahead and draft him. Uh, after Antonio Brown, we see Joshua Kelly, Hunter Renfro, and then we got Jarek McKinnon. So now we're going to go ahead and get our second quarterback here in Mr. Gardner Minshew. I just believe his ceiling is very high. He's a very high-ceiling play. I think his, his floor might even be higher than a guy like... Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who may get caught uh, or may get, be a guy who kind of people are trying to pick up steam as as like their backup quarterback. But what's the fun in that? The guy's just going to be a safe pick or he'll have like one good week where he just throws the ball to Christian McCaffrey and the motherfucker just scores three touchdowns. That's what's probably going to end up happening. So now it is time to fast forward to our 15th round selection. Bada bang. After we went with Gardner Minshew, we see Damian Harris, the backup, backup, backup running back for the New England Patriots, followed by Brandon Ayuk, who's a pick I also like. I almost wish I picked him over Alan Lazard, but I do think Alan Lazard could have a whole good season, whereas I think Ayuk really takes a nice step week one, but then week two, week three, but then once Debo Samuel kind of comes back, I don't think he's going to be super hot. After that, we see Jimmy Guwap, Teddy Bridgewater, Curtis Samuel, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Kenny Stills, Carlos Hyde, A.J. Dillon, uh... Kirk Cousins, you like that? Uh, uh, Dontre Evans, Irv Smith, Rashad Perryman, uh, Paris Campbell, Giovanni Bernard, and then Horsecock, Drew Locke. Horsecock, Drew Locke's a guy I like. This guy's drafted three quarterbacks, so a bit ambitious so far for him, but I might want to go ahead and snag a guy like Big Day. Or I like Nick, or uh, not Nick Carr, uh, Derek Carr. Later, maybe my 16th round pick, but here we're going to be looking for either a running back or a wide receiver. Probably wide receiver here, because the running backs are kind of just going for broke here, whereas the wide receivers, I think there are some guys who definitely have some extreme upside value. Guys like Randall Cobb, who no one's talking about, is probably going to fall to like the 17th round. Guys like Corey Davis, who while he has not broken out yet, and while I don't even believe he will, he obviously proved some solid upside there on Tennessee. As as well as a guy like D.D. Westbrook, if I'm being honest with you. Now, I don't think D.D. Westbrook's going to be some super kind of guy you want to draft in like a real league, but in best ball kind of leagues, I think he just has that upside on a weekly basis. Maybe D.J. Chark doesn't have a good game, then maybe D.D. Westbrook does. But actually, the guys I do like in redraft, though, I do like James White. I do like Randall Cobb. Hopefully you guys did not hear the knocking. Someone fucking knocked on my door, you know, some drunk person. Not actually, it was just my dad, but, you know, funny joke there. So after we see, um, where were we? We were at uh, Devontae Freeman, then uh, OJ Howard, Justin Jackson, and then Sammy Manos. Like I was talking about, those upside wide receivers, the guy I'd probably go with here is honestly Corey Davis, even though I fucking hate the guy. Like, I just think he might have that upside to really take it home for me eventually and have some solid games overall. So we're going to go with Corey Davis, and then we're probably going to go ahead and snag another tight end before the tight ends just completely fall off a cliff and get Mr. Eric Ebron a guy for the um now he used to be on the Indianapolis Colts he used to be on the Lions before that now he's on the Pittsburgh Steelers obviously we were a lot of people really on Vance McDonald last year and he just didn't pay off but I think we could see Eric Ebron pay off in 2020 and that's why I went with with him but he's at a supreme discount Vance McDonald last year was like a seventh round pick Ebron's fallen outside the 15th round he's not even going drafted in a lot of leagues so I think that's definitely some supreme value there in the 16th round it is getting ready to become our pick. Obviously, before I actually had to fucking run away, I had to go help the guy that tows the fucking car tow my van because it won't fucking start. So after I went with Eric B. Ebron, we see Muhammad Sanu, David Njoku, Michael Pittman, Cole Beasley, Rock Armstead, Rashad Penny, Tua. Notice how Tua went above. Guys like Carr, who are actually going to start the whole year, whereas I think two of them might only start eight games. After that, we see D.D. Westbrook, T-Boy, Titty Boy, T. Higgins, LaVishka Chenault, two rookies right in a row, Gerald Everett, Randall Cobb, Steven Sims, uh, Steven Sims' teammate, 
actually ended up getting hurt this week, actually yesterday. So that obviously means bo- it bodes well for Steven Sims, who looks like now he will be the wide receiver two guaranteed on team. After that, we see Chris Thompson, new uh, running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nice pass catching back. Um, and then we see Larry Legend, Denzel Mims, Russell Gage, Benny Snell, Derek Kah, and then James Washington. So we definitely need to snag a quarterback back here. Probably going to go for nine-inch Nick Foles or for Ryan Fitzmagic here at the uh, at our pick. After, Der- after Derek Carr, we see James Washington followed by John Ross, the sauce boss. So we are one pick away. So hopefully either nine-inch Nick Foles or Ryan Fitzmagic become the guy we can pick. I actually like uh, Ryan Fitzmagic here because I think he will start the first couple eight games, maybe 10 games of the season. I think he could really tear it up for me in those first couple of games. So that's probably my thinking behind that. I also like Phillip Rivers, but he's just really just a safe play. He's going to be the starting quarterback, but he won't really score a shit ton of points on any given week. But honestly, that might just be exactly what we need, a safe quarterback. So I think that's what we're going to go with here, the safety of Mr. Phillip Rivers. Even though Phillip Rivers does not use any safety, he never really uses any protection because he has like 7,000 kids. So now we are back up to bat, and we're probably going to go with either running back or wide receiver here. Looking at the running backs, there isn't anything too hot, but I'm going to go ahead and snag my boy Adrian Peterson. I own this guy in like 80% of my fucking best ball teams because, hey, he might end up being the starting running back a couple weeks in if Darius Geis ends up getting hurt. And Adrian Peterson is just a beast even though the guy's old as hell he still can do it in Washington so I like Adrian Peterson and then we see Tyrell Williams come off the board after that now we are going to zoom it on to my 19th and 20th round pick after we went with AP, Terrell Williams came out the board, followed by Jalen Hurd, Lynn Bowden, Jay Sternberger, Big Dick, Nick Foles, Dawson Knox, third leg, Greg Olson, Jameis Winston, Dwayne Haskins, Ryan Tannehill, Josh Reynolds, uh, De- uh, Devin Funches, uh, CJ Uzma, Tyler Eifert, Ro- uh, Royce Freeman, Van Jefferson, Marquise Bra- or Malcolm Brown, Jalen Richard, uh, Peyton Barber, uh, Albert Wilson, and then Trey Quant Smith. So we are one pick away from our pick, and we're probably just going to go with a tight end and then probably just go with a wide receiver here. So we're going to go ahead and snag Mr. Overreliable Kyle Rudolph. I don't think he's going to have a gr- all that great of a season, but he is a safe pick. Probably have a game where he scores like 10 points, a couple of games like that. So now we're at the absolute shit show at wide receiver. So we're going to go ahead and snag like the wide receiver four on Gardner Minshew's team. Maybe he will go ahead and have a good game so that he has that nice boost with Gardner Minshew. So to recap our team, we got Drew Brees, Gardner Minshew, Phillip Rivers. Our running back core is Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, James White, Phillip Lindsay, Jarek McKinnon, and Adrian Peterson. Our wide receivers, we got Cooper Cup, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cooks, Nikhil Harry, Allen Robinson, Corey Davis, and Chris Connolly. Our tight end is Mark Andrews, Eric Ebron, and Kyle Rudolph. So if you guys did end up enjoying this video, please make sure to click that subscribe button. Make sure to check out drafters.com. Add me as a friend, NotoriousFNTSY, and use code NOTORIOUS at checkout. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers and i'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another banger of a video good boy